Bear Country. Welcome to this edition of the Quarantine Podcast. I am your host for this edition, Matthew Bongiovanni. I'm so pleased to welcome today's guests, Mr. Chisinetti and RoboBear Riley Ellis, soon to be senior. The school district has had construction happening all over during this last year. It is exciting to see the new gym row at Bolivar. At the high school, the new technology wing has been under development and students can hardly wait to see what this new space will look like and what classes will be there. Let's start with you, Mr. Chiz. What can you tell us about the new steam wing? Uh, the new steam wing, which is uh, being constructed, if you don't know, down in the lower part of the building where there used to be two chemistry rooms, um, is going to house a variety of different, uh, different options for students. There will be uh, ways for people to interact with, with different types of STEAM technology and different types of STEAM uh, coursework. There will be a media lab, which will uh, do things like be able to host podcasts and webcasts, and there will be a green screen room contained in there, um, a, way, a place for the Bear Den video group to uh, do production on their audio and video production for their presentations. There will be uh, three different three different fabrication studios set up. One will be what we call a clean studio, and that will house things like 3D printers and vinyl cutters and things that need to be kept. Technology needs to be kept in a relatively clean environment, clean meaning free from dust and dirt and things like that. So there'll be a space for that. There will be a space for what they call a semi-clean environment. And that will house things like CNC machines, uh, laser cutters, and things that create do create a little bit of, of dust and debris, but not a lot. So those would be housed in a separate area. And then the third area would be what you call a dirty fabrication area. And that would house your more traditional technology or what you would what I, my generation might have called shop equipment, things like drill presses and saws and potentially welders and things that do create a, a lot of dust and debris. You want to keep those three areas separate from each other so that those technologies don't mix with each other and create problems for one another. But you want to have all that technology in place so that you can have, you can maximize the amount of uh, fabricating that you can do with different types of materials. So it will be a state-of-the-art facility that will have lots of different things for lots of different students to investigate all different realms of STEAM type work. It really does sound like a state-of-the-art facility. Riley, what do you think about the new wing? I think that's amazing because I'm really excited to be able to use it for uh, my upcoming classes, especially since the school was really generous to provide uh, this new wing for us. Mr. Chiz, can you talk a bit about the new classes that are going to be offered related to the technology? I can, Matthew. Thank you. And I think it's important for us to understand, too, in talking about uh, new class offerings, that that's something that the school district is going to be developing over the course of the next couple of years. So I, I know when the when the ribbon gets cut on that beautiful new facility, it will be uh the, the course offerings will follow in a more systematic approach. It's not like everything will all of a sudden have an explosion of new course offerings all at once. 
but I know right now in the in the uh, conversation we're talking about courses in uh, computer science right now to kind of complement our AP computer science class that's being offered. Um, coursework in the areas of material science where students can learn about different materials for use in different ways. You know, when we talk about material science, we talk about you know using wood versus metal versus plastics, and then how those materials, each of those materials, present you know different different benefits and different liabilities. So, how to select the right materials for the right uh, the right applications, and then working with those materials, how do you how do you cut, bend. Uh, drill, connect those kinds of materials to one another. That's a very important part of the of the engineering process is working with different kinds of materials. Uh, coursework in electronics, which is very important. Uh, if you're going to be working with computer science and robotics, Riley can attest to the fact that our robotics program, uh, there's an electronic component to that. And there's a whole, that's a whole separate piece of the of the puzzle for robotics, but also just in general in engineering, electronics is an important piece. So understanding the basics of electrical components and and electronic subsystems and circuit boards and things of that nature, and then getting into things like uh, Arduinos and Raspberry Pis, where then you have to have that computer uh, programming aspect as well. So there will be a whole host of new coursework that's being developed over the course of the next couple of years. Our technology teachers, Mr. Saunders and Mr. Dizik, will be an integral part of that, along with myself. Uh, folks like Mr. Wingard is involved with some of the development of those that new coursework as well. Mrs. Carpenter. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention there's a there's talk of a drone class where students will actually be able to, as part of that class, become certified as a drone operator through the FAA, um, you, you would be able to obtain your drone license so you could legally operate drones outside in the airspace, which is wow. kind of awesome. Yeah. So lots of new coursework. And the nice thing about that facility that's being built is that facility will give us the flexibility to have some flexible options with coursework as well. Um, the thing about if we're, we learn anything about uh, STEAM related fields, it's that they're constantly changing. And um, so we want to have some flexibility there where we can constantly change and adapt with new technologies and, and help get our students prepared for the careers that they're going to be working in as best we can. And I do also mm -hmm. want to mention the fact that uh, that STEAM Center, the, the A part of STEAM, which is the arts part, I know our art teachers are looking forward to being able to use a lot of the new capabilities of the STEAM Center for their artwork as well. And you know, artwork is, uh, in particular, graphic arts, but also in the physical art world, you know, artists all the time work with with different kinds of materials and different kinds of media um, to produce works of art and or uh, Artwork that's used for advertising, artwork that's used for decorative purposes, things like that. So I know our art teachers are very uh, excited to have, have access to that STEAM Center as well for their work in, in teaching new and innovative ways to create art. So that's another exciting uh, coursework possibility that's, that's going to be happening down the road for us. Cool. 
Do any of these classes sound interesting to you, Riley? Uh, especially all of them, especially the engineering classes are something that I would really love to be a part of. Um, when it comes to the material and electronic usage, it's always something that you want to be able to adapt to and learn more about because the more you know and more you can learn, it better benefits for projects like in robotics because that's something I take a lot into. Uh, another thing is the drone class with Miss Carp. She had offered me some online classes that she was also taking in preparation. And I have a little bit of experience with drones. And it's just something that I am really passionate about and I'm excited to do. Matthew, if you don't mind, uh, Riley is being very humble and I'd like to do a little <laughs> bragging for um, Riley is, was such a spectacular drone pilot as part of our Bears in Space team last year in 2019. Um, her execution of her responsibilities as the mission pilot in piloting a small indoor Heron drone were a large part of that team being able to be recognized as a national leader in that competition. And it earned them an invitation to the uh, Johnson Space Center in Houston, Texas where they got an insider's tour of the facility and traveling with Mrs. Shepard, they got a three-day uh, experience down in Houston, Texas. Um, that was pretty exciting. So Riley's being very humble, but she doesn't need to be because that was a pretty awesome thing that she did and a pretty amazing experience that those Bears and Space students had. So I, I want to do a little, that's little bragging for her. Spectacular. <laughs> so Riley, back on to robotics. Tell me about your involvement on the robotics team. Uh, I was one of the coders and drivers for a team that went to states, and then I'm also continuing robotics onto the upcoming year for another team. How much time a week do you devote to the team? I would probably say seven to eight hours a week. Uh, I would have class every single day, a study hall every other day would I would go in, and then I'd also go in 10th period where I had free time or just felt like working on the robot. Mr. Chiz, how many bears participate on the robotics team? This year we had 31 participants in our robotics program. We had seven different teams. Um, and we, our teams were able to win two different teams. One were named tournament champions, were crowned tournament champions. And one team was given the excellence award at a tournament, which is, um, they, they consider the excellence award to be the highest award given at a tournament, even higher than the tournament champions uh, uh, award. So, and that was actually Riley's team was given the excellence award. Um, Six of our seven teams were given invitations to the New York State uh, tournament, which was hosted in Syracuse in February. And we had um, all six of our teams made it out of the uh, pool playing into the elimination rounds. And we had two teams uh, competing in the semifinals and one team, or excuse me, quarterfinals. And then one team made it all the way to the finals of the New York State championships, earning them a invitation to the world championships, which would have been held in Louisville, Kentucky. Wow. And yeah, we were very fortunate. The school district, we were making preparations to be able to travel to Louisville with that team. That was a team. We, our teams are given, uh, we all have the same program number, which is seven, one, five, seven. 
And then each of our teams have a letter after that. So our 7157C team, whose nickname was the Mandalorian, um, they were the ones that earned the, the, the invitation to the World Championships. And we were making preparations to travel to the World Championships when the COVID-19 crisis hit and closed down schools and eventually closed down the World Championship tournament as well. So uh, they were not, unfortunately, we were not able to go this year, but uh, three of the four members of that team are returning for next year. Uh, only one was a senior. So next year we'll have Wesley Tedford, Thomas Champion, and Sam Bailey all returning. And they've already said that they will they will be going to the World Championships next year. They will qualify. They will go. They're not going to lose out on that opportunity. Hmm. Um, how many tournaments were held at Chenango High School? We held two tournaments this year. We held a tournament on a Saturday, and we hosted 36 teams at that tournament. And we hosted, and that was in December, early in December. And then we hosted a tournament late in January, on January 31st. That was at, we call it the Friday Night Fever tournament. And we hosted 20 teams at that tournament. Uh, and that was the tournament, uh, the Friday Night Fever tournament is the tournament where our teams, uh, our, our 7157B team was uh, named tournament champions. And our 7157F team was named the Excellence Award winners. I know all of Bear Country is proud of the Robo Bears, and I hope that the upcoming competition season can take place in some normal way. So, Riley, can you talk about how you have coped over the last couple months? Using technology that we have uh, was a huge thing in helping me cope because I could FaceTime my friends and we could talk every single day for as long as we wanted. Also, being able uh to go on zoom calls and google meets with teacher was teachers were really nice because it kind of stinks not being able to be in the class so it was really nice to see the teachers at least once a week and then also just being more active personally i found made myself feel better more happy and with the weather getting better it was a nice time to start getting more active so mr chiz what have you done to get through the last three months yeah, uh, lots of exercising, <laughs> trying to stay active and, and keep myself moving. And, um, you know, the honestly, the coursework uh, keeps you busy because it, it things had to change so much, especially for our course, which usually happened a lot in the classroom with the building and uh, testing and competing with the robots. So to shift away from that on a moment's notice and have to go to something that was completely away from the, the robots, which sat idle and lonely in the, the robotics lab, waiting for their humans to come back and uh, use them. So we, uh, we had to pivot and go in another direction. So we did a lot of online virtual stuff. Uh, we used a platform called VexCode VR, where you could code a virtual robot to, uh, operate around inside a what they call a playground and there were different playgrounds for them to use uh riley is an excellent coder and is able to successfully navigate those those tasks pretty pretty easily a little bit of trouble right riley a little bit of challenge just a little bit <laughs> but uh so other, other than the the school responsibilities um getting involved and in trying to help some people um i have family members i have siblings that work at hospitals so uh, trying to help the, the people they work with, bringing some uh, 
much needed supplies and uh, treats to those folks like the nurses at the hospital and uh, people at the nursing home in Chittenango, the Grand Nursing Home in Chittenango. I worked with our Teachers Association to bring some gift, ba gift bags to the workers at the nursing home in Chittenango, um, stringing lots of lacrosse sticks. So it's kind of something I do as a hobby. So doing lots, I, I did over 40 lacrosse sticks in the past couple of months, uh, 30 of which are going to be sent to Poland to help kids in Poland learn how to play lacrosse. Very excited about that. Um, so just trying to find different things. Now that the weather's nice, going outside, taking care of the lawn, taking care of the outside of the house, getting the pool ready for swimming season. It's almost ready to go. It's got, got, to, got to make it a few degrees warmer. But other than that, it's ready to go. So just trying to keep myself busy, keep myself active. How about you, Matthew? What have you done? Um, not too much. Homework mostly. Uh, I've gone running quite a bit, but other than that, homework and running, that's about it. Gotcha. So I just want to finish up by getting your thoughts and reactions to the recent space launch of the U.S. astronauts to the International Space Station. Riley, did you watch? Yes, I did, and it was absolutely magnificent. I ended up luckily just barely getting there when they were like nine minutes left, seven minutes left, and they were filling the fuel stages with the liquid oxygen. You could even see the condensation wrapping around the stages. It was so, like, it was, you're on edge just watching it because it's the first launch in a really long time, and it's a big step, and also it was, called uh, the dragon. So that was also great. Mm -hmm. But just seeing there and then hearing them count down six, five, four, three, two, one, and then lift off. It, it's just amazing. I only ended up getting on like a minute 30 left. So I was going to get a bit Thank close. <laughs> Mr. Chiz, do you think the widespread coverage will get kids excited about STEAM and maybe going to space? Yeah, I think so. I know when I was uh, when I was elementary and middle school kid, the space shuttle program was just started. You know, I remember the first space shuttle launch. I remember watching it, and I re and so that got me very excited about space and science and STEAM and things of that nature. And, and as you know, all throughout my childhood, even into my adult life, the space shuttle program was very active. And, um, and I always took the time to watch the launches, even if I had to, even if they, you know, there was a time when they weren't even televised, you had to get on a NASA's website to watch them. But, you know, the shuttle program was an amazing program that did lots of amazing things for, for uh, the space exploration. And, you know, they built International Space Station using the shuttles and the Russian Soyuz capsules. So, you know, that's, I, I think since the shuttle program was decommissioned, it's been, there's been kind of that lull, but I'm glad that we've, as a nation, returned back to space and returned back to sending our astronauts. And I think it's pretty cool to have a, a company like SpaceX, um, which is a private company, you know, partnering with NASA and, you know, providing some of the technology uh, so that, you know, now you have private partners, private businesses partnering with NASA, a public agency to, you know, cooperate, collaborate on, on space exploration. I think that's pretty. And I think to students, that tells them, you know, you look at a, a entrepreneur like Elon Musk, 
and you say, okay, you know, anybody can get, it's, it's, anybody can get involved with this. Anybody can, can be, you know, if they want to put in the time and the energy and the effort, they can, they can be a part of something as spectacular as that launch. And, you know, and I mean, you know, Elon Musk is involved in a lot of different things from mass transit to his, his electric cars to space travel. So I think that says a lot about, you know, I think that sends the message to young people that you can do a lot of different things and do them well. You know, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing you know, that Elon Musk could have, can have his stamp on a car driving down the road that people can buy and or a rocket that astronauts sat on top of to be propelled into space. I think that's pretty spectacular that one person would be the CEO of a company that can do both. So, you know, that's, that's pretty amazing. And I think it tells young people, you can do that too. You can be, you know, just like him and, and have these different interests and these different passions and, you know, just pursue them relentlessly until they become a reality. So I think, yeah, that's, it's a great, great time for students to be involved with STEAM because there's so much opportunity that's out there for folks. Yeah. I would like to thank both my guests for joining in this podcast. Thank you for listening as well. Stay strong, stay well, and stay positive, Bear Country. This is Matt Bongiovanni signing out and reminding you to wash your hands, wear your mask, stay six feet apart, and when it's safe, hug a geek.